Welcome to Legends from the Hill, the Franciscan University Alumni Podcast, where we talk to alumni about their candid experiences as students and what they're doing in life now. Here in Season 2, we are excited to be talking to alumni who currently work at the university in a variety of departments. We look forward to hearing about what has changed and developed in their part of campus over the years and what has stayed the same through the test of time. We're your hosts, Christy Fleming, Director of Alumni Relations, and Megan Cohen, Class of 2010. Join us as we hear how the Franciscan spirit lives on in the lives of our alumni on Legends from the Hill. Today, we are honored to have Mark McGuire on the podcast. Mark graduated in 1979 with a degree in theology and then went on to earn his MBA in 1994. Currently, he is working on campus as the Director of Career Services. Mark, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you. You're welcome. It's good to have you. Uh, We both came down the hill, just a short jaunt into our podcast studio. Um, And you've been around for a bit doing a bunch of different things at the university, but we'd love to go back and hear your story of how, where you're from and how you decided to study at Franciscan from the beginning. Great. Okay. Thank you, Christy. Well, I'm from Des Moines, Iowa. But I ended up in Colorado going to school at the University of Northern Colorado for about a quarter and decided that wasn't for me. And guys came down from the mountains and said that uh, there are jobs up there. So I moved up to Vail, that area, got a job in a ski shop, Um, started going to, well, I had a conversion experience, first of all, in Vail. And then I started having this desire to go back to Mass after about two years of working with evangelicals and that sort of thing. And um, then I ran across a mom of four daughters who were in music ministry, and she asked me if I'd heard of Steubenville, and I'd said no. So I, she encouraged me to check it out. So I drove back to Iowa from Colorado, and then immediately got out of one car and got into a different car with my parents, and we went up to St. Paul, Minnesota, where a Catholic Charismatic Conference was being held, and Father Mike Scanlon was speaking at it. Hmm. And I just remember one thing from the conference, well, two things really, walking into that conference hall and seeing two or 3,000 Catholics praising and singing and worshiping God was really amazing and not something I'd seen before in Catholic realm. But then I heard Father Mike Scanlon say, if we can just get these kids to realize that the College of Steubenville is a Catholic co-ed four-year liberal arts school, we will have achieved the goal. And it's not a seminary, even though kids there are full of faith. So... That's how I ended up in Steubenville, uh, coming out to check it out, went to a youth conference and just decided to stay. Wow. Okay. Well, I, I don't know if I've ever heard I had a conversion in Vail, <laughs> which is awesome. God can do really wonderful things. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, at the time I was there, the city had been incorporated for all of 12 years, and it was just as plastic as you might think. Wow. Uh, but the mountains declared the handiwork of the Lord, and it put me mm. on the path. Yeah, that's so true. I mean, yeah, you can't beat the beauty up there. Wow. Okay, so then Father Mike Scanlon, and you're just hooked, and here here you come. So when you came as a student, what was, what was life like as a student during that time, and yeah, your experience on campus? You know, that was interesting. I was one of the first of a big group of students who came because of Father Mike and the renewal. And so praise and worship was a big part of what we were doing. And during orientation week, about 50 of us were out in front of one of the dorms, uh, Trinity, I believe. And uh, we were all singing and praising. And a dorm director came out and said, 
what are you people doing? Do you think all the kids here are charismatic? And we all looked at each other and thought, well, yeah. Oh, <laughs> but they weren't because it was at the beginning of Father Mike's transition. Okay. Uh, there'd been a couple of years of that. So um, I studied, uh, first I uh, majored in English and decided that that wasn't for me because they just had a couple of journalism classes and I was more interested in communication. So I switched to theology and uh, finished up with that in 79. Wow. Okay. So English to theology. And what were your hopes and dreams at that time of what did you want to do with that? You know, at the time, just being involved with the church somehow. Uh, and uh, the theology that I learned, I, I was able to carry into a classroom, uh, a local Catholic school principal, a religious sister recruited me to teach for a year. And um, I did that. And I really felt like I was not prepared, like I needed to be. And so uh, I didn't continue with that for a second year. I thought I'd get a master's, but I, I didn't pursue a master's in theology at that point. Okay, nice. And what about anything else that you were involved in on campus? Was there household life at that time or sure. and there student engagements? Yeah, households were really strong just coming into being. I mean, Mustard Seed and a lot of the ones that are still around uh, were there at that time, Lion of Judah. My household was called um, House of Jesus, a Living Word, and it lasted just a few years. Uh, but we had students from all across the country. I remember fundamentalists from Texas uh, who weren't even Catholic, uh, mm -hmm. other people, seminarian from Pennsylvania. So we had all kinds, but everybody was united in the spirit. Wow, so. that's really cool. It's, a diff it's, it's fun to hear about the households then because they obviously they were the foundation of what they are now, but they did take on a little bit of a different form where it was related to dorm life, correct? Oh, yes, yeah. Every wing was essentially encouraged to form their own household. Not everybody you know, was required to do so, but uh, many people did. Um, so it was, it was an early uh, era of like the fraternity, Christian fraternity system. Mm -hmm. Yeah, nice. Very good. All right, so then fast forward a few years, uh, you are here on campus, um, and you've had a, a few different roles and positions, but I'd love to hear more about what's happening right now in career services and the Office for Personal Vocation, because it's fairly new and people might not know about it. Sure. Um, the Office of Personal Vocation is really formed around the idea of we all have gifts and talents that God has given us, and so what is it that God is calling you to do? So we ask the students to answer that question, um, try to pray through that, think about that. And it's not like a light switch, but it's a process. So in our area of career services, we are involved with career preparation, which of course means helping them with resumes and cover letters and doing mock interviews, uh, things like that. We hold a couple of career fairs a year. We're probably going to expand on that and make them more focused on individual schools. But um, it's, it's all about preparing someone for um, a career that aligns with their gifts and talents. That's the idea. That's the intent. Mm -hmm. Wow. So the whole office for this, um, it, yeah, you guys are doing all of those different things within it. And what are you finding that the students are most needing or that, you know, you're helping the most with? Well, um, of course, with the uh, technology, we've added platforms in the last few years. And so now we have a lot of templates for resumes, a lot of videos on how to do this, how to do that, mastering the interview, mm -hmm. things like that. And so the, the thing we're trying to do now is really get the word out that uh, as we've added these things recently in the last two or three years, even some seniors come in and aren't even aware of all the 
things we have to offer on our Handshake platform. Uh, so it's not just a platform like LinkedIn for students, some have called it, but it's, um, it's because it's designed for current students and recent graduates. So you can look for jobs and internships on Handshake, but also we have, a, as I said, a lot of resources housed there in a resource library. So getting the word out to the students is our biggest challenge at the moment to make them aware of it. Mm-hmm. And we do this through a variety of ways, through uh, classroom presentations, workshops, uh, things like that in the J.C. Williams Center, um, and direct email to people. Mm-hmm. I was amazed when I first went on Handshake for the first few times. I mean, I feel like I'm still kind of dabbling in it, but yeah, it's a national platform that has really unlimited yeah. uh, jobs and um, availabilities for the students. So the nice thing about Handshake is that because it's targeting current students, um, all the employers on Handshake and on our platform, uh, we have about 8,000 employers. Um, we were one of the first 50 schools to adopt Handshake. Now I think they're on about 500 campuses. Um, but they have to get approval from us to be on there so that they align with our values and, and goals and mission. Uh, so a number of them would be on any platform you'd find at any college across the United States, but also a number of them are on there because of Franciscan students are who they are targeting alone. They're not necessarily on Michigan State or something. Um, but so, so the good thing is that it's really a great resource for our students where employers who know about Franciscan students, the values they hold and their mission would be targeting uh, our students for that especially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really great and such a good opportunity for our students who are, like you said, trying to figure out where do their gifts and talents lay and what are they trying to do with their lives to find a a good landing place for them. Absolutely. Yeah. So you also have worked a lot with the internships of the students. Mm -hmm. Uh, What where are we at and what are what's kind of the goal here for internships with students? Sure. Um, We'd like to see by next May of 2024 about 75% of our graduating seniors hold an internship or have an internship experience. Um, a number of our students are required to take internships, um, like psych students and education students, nursing students have clinicals. So they already get a taste of what it's like to be in the workforce, but a number of our students don't. So we're really shooting to get about 75% of the students involved in that process before they leave here. Yeah, that is really critical. Some of the research on it's pretty fascinating. There are studies that show up to 65% of people who are uh, in an internship program actually get offered a position mm-hmm. because of it. So uh, that's that's a tremendous advantage when students go to the workforce. Totally. To have a, like a summer job even that can lead into a full-time job. Yeah, and even in that, a number of students I've talked to just recently and, and of course all the time have said, oh, I, I got in that position and I didn't like it at all. I know I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. And, of course, that's just as valuable because then you don't have to waste time heading down that track. Exactly. And then job searching again and figuring it out. Sure. Wow. And maybe just a little plug to our alums here. If you are in a job or a position that you need an intern, we would love to hear from you. Mm-hmm. Reach out. Uh, we'd love to connect with our current students and see how they can help you and you can help them. Absolutely. Absolutely. That'd be great. Yeah, that's very valuable. Um, So there's also, there's just been a lot going on with what you do with the students. What other services and opportunities do you offer for the students? Well, as I mentioned, resume writing and cover letter uh, critiquing is one thing. Um, uh, The mock interviews I mentioned as well. But in addition to that, we, we try to help them 
understand how important it is to build a LinkedIn profile as well as a Handshake profile and be on both of those platforms. Uh, as I mentioned, we have about 8,000 employers on our Handshake platform, but LinkedIn has 600 million users, so pretty much twice the size of the United States, qu quite a few more opportunities. The nice thing about LinkedIn is you can search for alumni. Uh, if somebody's interested in working for um, any defense contractor, any kind of position at all, uh, they go to that site and they would see how many alums work there as long as they've put that in their profile. And of course they would if they're going to list their education credentials. So the benefit of LinkedIn is to just go explore and then reach out to alums through LinkedIn and, and let them know that, uh, ask them questions. How did they get involved in that position? What, what would they suggest they do? What's a different route to take? You know, what kind of preparation would they need? Mm -hmm. And most, link, most, most uh, alums are going to obviously uh, reciprocate and, and have this discussion with any kind of current Franciscan student. Exactly. Yeah, I've really, I've enjoyed being on LinkedIn recently to see how our alums are connecting with our students and mm. how some of those conversations have been happening. Uh, we ha also have a private LinkedIn uh, group for our alums. So if anybody is not in that and wants to join that, we'd love to have you. That's great. Um, yeah. What about like career fairs and preparation and all of that? You guys have had yeah. a lot of presence on campus. Mm -hmm. Right. We've um, we've started uh, having a reception style career fair where we offer heavy hors d'oeuvres um, in, a, in a format that's not typical for like a field house where you go up and down rows and rows of uh, employers, but rather there are high uh, cocktail tables, uh, other... Um, uh, formats that allow people to mingle and, and enjoy some food at the same time. Uh, actually, food has seen to be one of the great disarmers in mm -hmm. our society. So, uh, but we also know people like to eat. So um, we do have done that. It's been very successful. We've had a couple of hundred students attend those, uh, up to 40 employers. Uh, we've recently, this spring, branched out into a mission and ministry fair only where we're not really looking for the businesses to come recruit our students. We're looking for people who want to work in the area of mission or ministry. It doesn't have to be uh, unpaid, but often those positions are where they might fundraise or something for a year. Hmm. Uh, but other employers that come for that uh, do have positions available to students. So we've had a good number of students for that this recently, but a few weeks ago we had 100 students at that and about 28 employers. Wow, that's great. In the future, we'd like to, we're looking at the idea of maybe making them more specific to a certain school, like, um, you know, the maybe business and, education, business in nursing or business in engineering or something like that and separate the health sciences mm -hmm. out, keep education in the mix somewhere. We're not sure how that's going to work out yet, but we are having some successes we did with this mission and ministry fair. Yeah, that's, I feel like just being creative and seeing uh, what the needs are and then adapting to that. You guys are doing a great job. Thank you. Thank you very much. Well, we're starting to adopt and adapt to social media. So we we promote it on Instagram and, uh, of course, all other avenues available to us. So, uh, And the students are responding to that, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that's a big one, big way of communication. Yeah. What about for our alums? What Does your office have anything that's available if our alums are in a career change or looking for something new? Sure. Um, all of the services I mentioned are basically available to any alum that's interested, they would just email us at careers at franciscan.edu or connect with me on LinkedIn. Uh, be happy to work with the, all the alums in that way. So uh, there's really nothing that would be off limits for them. OK. 
Okay, that's great. Well, listen up, alums. You can, you know, take advantage of our services and everything that we have. Sure. I mean, we could even do something like a mock interview over Zoom uh, or, or anything like that. And our appointments run from 15 minutes to one hour, depending on what you choose. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have trouble accessing the appointment calendar, just email us again at careers at franciscan.edu and we'll take care of you. Yeah, great. Unfortunately, I think sometimes alums, maybe after they graduate, start to think more seriously about this. Yes, so I think that's they true. might be in that position. Great. Very good. Well, is there anything else that you would like to share about what's happening or anything going on? Well, um, it's a work in progress. Uh, personal vocation is a new idea to us. Um, we're actually the only school in the country that is pursuing this idea of uh, aligning your personal gifts, talents, and abilities with a career track. Um, whereas in the past, you might have thought, oh, I think I'll be a doctor or lawyer. They pay well. I, I've got those gifts. The, the shift in thinking is um, I have the ability to help people, the desire to help people, maybe as a doctor or something like that. And, oh, I guess I could be a doctor to do that. So it's really looking at the gifts first and then choosing the major or the track second. Um, So it's just a shift in thinking to see what God has planned for you. Mm -hmm. That's exciting. Well, I can't wait to see the fruits of how that unfolds. Thank you. Very good. Well, Mark, we would love to end with our hot takes from the Hill, which are just some quick questions to take you back to your time as a student here. Okay. So who was your favorite professor as a student? Dr. John Herman was my favorite. He taught a survey of physical science, and he taught in a way that was really inquisitive. He'd stand at the board and describe something, and then he'd step back and say, well, I don't know, is that really true? And then he'd make us come up with a response. Uh, and, of course, science is something I'm interested in, and so I uh, really enjoyed him as a professor and, and the way he, the, his style of teaching. Yeah, I had him as well. He, oh. That was a fun one. He's good. What about your favorite class that you took? Sure. My favorite class was as a grad student. I was in the MBA program, and I took organizational behavior. And I think we had 22 people in the class. But this dynamic, this interaction was so different, it just enthralled me. The prof there would pose a question to the class, and he'd get a couple of responses, and everybody kind of shut up. But he waited and wanted more responses. And eventually, those first few classes I noticed, he solicited responses from everyone in that class. Didn't call on personally, but it became an engaging uh, discussion. Hmm. And people would have point and counterpoint or ask questions. But uh, so it was really, it was really a fascinating class for mm-hmm. me. Great. Uh, where was your favorite place to study as a student? Well, when I studied. Assuming that you studied. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the library would be, in, which is now Starbucks Hall with, uh, you know, offices and that sort of thing in there. Oh, but yeah. at the time, it was the old library. Yeah. It was, it was an interesting place. Wow. So it's where your office is now. It literally is. is. The old library. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yep. And what about your favorite campus activity as a student? You know, I think um, intramural sports were really so much fun because we didn't have a lot of organized sports. Um, I mean, there were a couple, baseball and basketball at the time. But um, everybody seemed to be involved in intramurals. And so that seemed to be just really an enjoyable. Even Father Mike played basketball with mm-hmm. us and, and, uh, and others and some of the faculty. So I, I found that to be the most enjoyable. Yeah, yeah, that's great. 
Well, Mark, thank you so much for joining us. It's uh, really cool to see and hear the span of what your life as a student was like and now how you are giving back to the students here. It's been, you know, a lot of changes have happened, but it's great to see how you are impacting. So thank you for all that you're doing. You're most welcome. Thank you, Christy, for having me. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Legends from the Hill. If you liked this conversation, please share it with an alumni you think would also enjoy it. And be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Franciscan Alumni to stay up to date on events in your area and news on campus. Do you know an alumni who has a story to tell? We want to hear legends from throughout our 75-year history. Email us suggestions for the podcast at alumni at franciscan.edu. We'll be back in two weeks with another episode of Legends from the Hill.